It's so good to see you and go so good to catch up. It's so good to catch This is episode five, music. We made it to episode five. Yes. I'm excited about this topic. I'm excited about this topic. Music has always been such an influence. Everything that I did growing up until this day, it triggers specific emotions and nostalgia, especially from early childhood. I'm excited to talk about our top three songs and artists. I have some runner-ups as well. <laughs> but I kind of, for me, I kind of just, my top three songs also correlate to my top three artists, okay. which was really hard to do because it could be such an extensive list there. It's hard to narrow down top three, but I guess at this moment in time in 2020, this is, I'm going to talk about my top three artists slash songs from those artists. Nice. Let's start with three and work our way down to one. Oh, this is so hard. <laughs> I've really do struggled. It. I've really struggled. So musical. At this moment in time, time, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard because one, I haven't discovered really anything new in 2020, which is really sad. Any new artists. And I, I feel kind of bad about that. But at the same time, you know, as you reach for comfort in things that you're familiar with, like music for, for me, for you, or in television or entertainment in general, there's a good chance that I'm not going to take that time to explore something new so yes yes we've been going back we haven't been going forward we've been going back (laughs) right so it's like I've been cherry picking the things that I like from the past so I would have to say top number three which I really don't want to say is number three um is N.E.R.D. Pharrell Chad and Shay the music group I like them a lot I think back of they remind me of like Southern California, skateboard kids, hanging out, having fun. And I remember seeing them in 2004. Oh. Yes. At Where? the 4th and B in downtown San Diego, which I don't even think exists anymore. 4th and B. And <laughs> I, I had just had like this memory of I'm going to go. And nobody wanted to go with me to go see them. So I bought my ticket. Um, in person and then like left I had to go out of my way to get my ticket and then I had left and then I came back and I was there yeah I was there by myself I wore a shirt that had like my name on it that was like a iron letters you iron on yeah Um, and I remember Pharrell looking at my shirt and like pointing at me and I was so (laughs) excited and what's so I don't and you know What's so great, I think, about going to concerts by yourself, and I'm a very much, like, if nobody wants to go with me, I'm definitely going by myself type of person. I met so many cool people that, like, I met another woman who was there by herself. Her husband didn't want to go with her. I met another bull who really loved them, and we all got to hang out in the front, and it was really cool. And I just That's remember- That's so awesome! Yeah, I just remember, like, that was such a great moment for me, and I don't believe I've- I've never been to another like festival or concert or anything that they've performed at. Yeah, I would have to say that that's my number three. Was that the beginning Pharrell hitting a big in his music career? I would have to say it was, I would say it was like peak Pharrell because uh, producer, right? So producer. Yeah. So he already did a bunch of Busta Rhymes stuff. He did a bunch of stuff, uh, Jay-Z. He did a ton of beats for, for other artists but he was still producing but he wasn't doing anything out on his own with the exception of NERD. So 
Do you know anything about the us playing songs from our favorite artists and the musical rights of playing it on a podcast? Under a couple of seconds. Almost like, you know why verses really works and they, or they're not supposed to keep a record of it is because when they play the music, it's a rights issue. That's right. I was kind of like, we should line up our songs with this podcast, but then I was like, I don't know. I didn't look up the music rights thing. I don't want to run into that either. Yeah, we'd get <laughs> shut like, down. Yeah. <laughs> but we're talking about how much we love these artists. Okay, so you're, <laughs> it's, it's like, do your homework promotion. and look up the artist. <laughs> you have to take an extra action. Listen and then go and listen to the artist. Do you have a favorite song from NERD? Yes, it is. It's in my top three songs. Okay. Wait, should I talk about it now? Or you, should, should you should talk about it now because I'm going to do the same. Okay, so. so my top song that I absolutely love from them is it's such a sweet song. It's called Run to the Sun. I'm going like, to... Yes. And it's from their first album, In Search Of. And it's so surprising to hear like you have these guys in their probably early 20s talk about skateboarding and this and that and all this other stuff. But then they come up with this really, really sweet song about how much they like this person. And basically they want to run to the sun with them. I was just like, oh my gosh, I love this song so much. And I remember having the CD and listening to it over and over and over again. Was disappointed because they actually didn't play that song or Were you waiting for them to play it? Did you shout it out? I did, but then nothing. It was fine. Because they were on tour for their second album, Ride or Die. And yeah, this song, I guess, isn't like a single. It is very much slept on. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. But but I love it so much. Pharrell's going to be one of those guys. He's going to be 80 years old, but still look like he's 20. Like he never ages. He never ages. <laughs> he, he's a vampire. Uh, or so, or maybe he has, maybe he needs, somebody needs to ask him about his skincare. I don't know. Yeah, I want to know. <laughs> I want to know a secret. <laughs> so what's your favorite or your, your number three uh, music act? So number, favorite artist, number three, and it's very tough. And it's just at this moment in time is Nirvana. Oh. Um, so Nirvana, and the reason for this is it was my gateway artist back when I was in grade school that, you know how as a kid, like things are pushed on you because you're just, it's pushed on you versus saying, oh, I like this. And this is something that I personally like, right? So this opened up, Nirvana opened up a whole gateway into alternative rock or just rock music in general. It's like, oh, I like rock music and I like this type of rock. And I feel that they were just game changers. And it opened up the door to me liking other rock bands, such as at the time we're like Smashing Pumpkins, which is comes in a hard close third as well. Mm-hmm. Day with their punk rock and Pixies and R.E.M. I just like, I realized I really like rock. So I moved on from 90s, early 90s pop music with Phil Collins and Genesis and all that. And Chicago, or Chicago was like late 80s. And then I was like, oh, alternative rock. This is, this is amazing. So Smells Like Teen Spirit is my number three song. And that is by Nirvana. And I just loved everything that it stood for. Especially the lyric, you know, here we are now 
entertain us. And it's just, I just, just blew me away. That's really cool. Do you feel like you go back to listening to their music every yeah. once in a while? Or? Oh, so recently, so with part of COVID comfort, it's like yep. going down this rabbit hole of 90s music and Nirvana definitely was part of that rabbit hole. That's why I was like, okay, so it's kind of like top of mind today, being a very influential artist and opening the door to other rock music and realizing, oh, I love rock. Rock music's great. <laughs> I don't have it on my list. This is so, this is like really tough because if you ask me tomorrow, it'll like change. I, that's I'm like, okay, let's just keep it to like this moment in time. We feel this way. We should have another episode, episode 10 and like, okay, how has this changed? <laughs> yes, it will probably definitely change. Okay, gosh, this is so hard. Three, like this is really, really hard. I think my second favorite music act right now that I'm listening to is Thundercat. Um, yeah. I think I mentioned it, yeah, in like our first or in, and or second episode, but I think he's so talented. I think, I think Steven is so talented. It Is What It Is came out in April, I think, right, you know, right as everything is happening right now with uh, lockdown. I visit the album, I want to say at least once a week, like, especially like while wow. I'm working. Wow. It's just so, it's so, it's really feel good and really makes you think. Yeah, and I, you know, I ended up buying the album from his site and getting this really cool t-shirt that I really like that's like pink and has the logo on the back. I will say the problem I have with the shirt is on the back of the shirt is like a full, his face, like a, a photo. And since it's hot now, I, like last week I wore the shirt and had, was walking around trying to find rip dyed tie-dye t-shirts. And You're trying to make tie-dye t-shirts? Yes, I am. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> We're going to talk about that in a bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, my back was so sweaty. It was like so sweaty and gross. So I guess my recommendation is don't put your, don't put like a full-on photo in the back because it's really hot. But anyways, I digress. <laughs> I love Thundercat. And it's just like really cool melodies and music that you can just chill and listen to and feel good about. Have you um, seen Thundercat live? I have. I've seen him live at Afropunk twice. Wow. Yeah, I think the latest time was in 20... Oh, man, no, I've seen him a couple of times. So I've seen him at Afropunk twice. But then the last time I saw him, I was supposed to go to a concert this year at... Webster Hall. Webster Hall. Yeah, I'm supposed um, to go to that. Yeah, and then that's obviously not happening. Uh, last year, he was at Blue Note for like a week, a residency. That's right by me. Yeah, it it was it was great. Like we went, I think our time. So it was like two sets a night for a week. And we went, I want to say it was Valentine's Day of last year. So awesome. Like the first show. And I've never been to Blue Note. So it was like, you know, it's like first come, first serve. And then they pack everybody in like sardines. So it was an okay experience. New York Peruge. Yeah. I was just like, everyone in. what? But it was cool. I really, really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. That was the last time I went. So hopefully, you know, in the next couple months, be able to see him and he's able to tour. But yeah. Cool. I would have to say, who sh- for number two, Arcade Fire. 
And we we talked about Arcade Fire in the past, and we have this upcoming one day. One day we're gonna go see Arcade Fire together, Laquan. Yes, we're gonna travel if they don't come to New York and go see Arcade Fire. That's we'll go to happen. Montreal. We'll go to Montreal. <laughs> Down for that. So I discovered them in the early 2000s and Gaga over their album Funeral. Mm-hmm. And that was one of those albums like you had with Thundercat. It's kind of like something I just listened over and over and over again, like at work, at home, when running, just listen to Funeral, which is not a really good running song, but it's just, <laughs> I, I just love how, I love bands that have a ton of musicians on stage and it works and they have all different types of musical instruments. Arcade Fire just hit it, hit it on the nail where, where one year I went to Lollapalooza and Arcade Fire was a headliner and I was like, I got to get in good position for this to see Arcade Fire. And so my friends and I were waiting in the same spot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like Times Square, New Year's, e- New Year's Eve, where you just <laughs> have to like hold your place oh no we held our place for like three hours and I don't know how I did it back then maybe I was just because I was younger I was able to do that without using the bathroom we had other you know there you kind of have to fight for your space too because people will inch in yeah we had like one guy in a mohawk is like big and then wears a tank top and he was like helping us hold our place too so there's a little bit of camaraderie in that and it was just amazing live musical experience i absolutely love arcade fire there's such a a good live band yeah yeah you've seen them right like oh yeah where Uh, have you traveled to go see them Ooh, that's a good one i don't think i've traveled far (laughs) Um, (laughs) so when they came so yeah i i like the funeral album i was listening to it all the time when i was in san diego and they would they went to the spreckles theater just like a theater downtown and they played in a pit and they allowed like people around them. So I had a friend at the time who got tickets through another friend who's from Montreal went and I couldn't go. And I was really, I was sad and I was mad because I saw photos of them hanging out with them in the middle of the circle. I guess they had a circle, they play in a circle and then everybody. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? That's, that's not cool. Then, I kind of like, you know, just moved and, you know, I think they won the Grammy at 2010 for the suburbs. The suburbs. And then the suburbs, yeah. that's when everybody was like, oh, who's RK Fire? And I'm like, what? Come on. <laughs> Did you see the Twitter feed like blow up? I was like monitoring Twitter when they announced it. And they're like, who is this? <laughs> like, Are you serious? <laughs> they, their, their music was like, in the NFL forever. It's like, you know, it's one of those things where you hear their music and and then you realize who the band is. For some people, I don't know. I was like, oh, I'm aware of them. And then, of course, Reflector came out and David Bowie was on that album. And I was like, that's so cool. Yeah. And then Everything Now, I really like that album. And when that came out, what, three years ago? And I won a contest on Twitter where you're supposed to, like, dress up silly or something like that. And send their send, submit your photo, and you submit your photo, and they'll give you free concert tickets. So I just like found a, a photo on my phone and submitted it, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna DM you like details." So yeah, me and Nate went, and I got like a VIP ticket and went that to go them, and it was really cool. And that then in 2018, I got a 
a notification from Spotify that, you know, I listened to them. Would you like to go see they're doing a documentary or whatever with Spike Jones? And I was like, I want to go. So I RSVP'd and I went to the Gramercy Theater and they did, uh, they had uh, new music videos off of uh, everything now. Then they ended up playing. So at the end, they lifted up a curtain and then they started playing. And I was like, everybody's losing their minds. This is so cool. And I was like, imagine if I didn't answer my emails. So Spotify has this program where it was artists first using data to determine if you're a super fan. And if you are a super fan, then you were invited to this concert. That's so cool. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know if they have that anymore. Like that program where you were rewarded with like a free concert due to your habits of listening to artists on Spotify. That is so cool. Like that was such a great experience. That yeah, that was the last time I saw them. That by far just like beats all live experiences that I ever had. Wait a minute. <laughs> the, the, you have to have had some really good live experience. I feel like in New York you have there has to be some really great live music experiences. Okay, we can reserve that question for later. Like I think I think this brings up after we get past our number ones and runner up, we should think about what was our top number one live music experience. Do you have something that beats that one, McQuaw? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, hold on, hold on to that thought. Okay. <laughs> Let's go to number one now. Number one. All right, number one for me that I'm listening to now, Tyler the Creator. Really? We talked about it before. Yeah. Really? So, yes. I think that he is so great. And I love watching him evolve as a person, as an artist. Like, there's so much stuff I love about him. Like, I love that he's himself. I love his music. I love that he's inspired by NERD and the Neptunes. I like this evolution of him as a person. Like, him, you see him growing. You see him apologizing or growing out of things or stuff that he has said in the past. So I really like him as an artist and... And I enjoy going to his concerts. What do, you, what, what do you recommend for a top track? If someone mm. were to first hear Tyler, the creator. A lot. One of my favorite songs, I wouldn't say it's the favorite songs, is uh, Find Your Wings. So it's Tyler, the creator, and Roy Ayers, who's a jazz musician, collaborated on this song that is mainly instrumental. It's xylophone, vocals, chill harmonies. And it's from the Cherry Bomb album. It's really good. It's just really chill. Great message about just being yourself, finding what you want to do. Beautiful song. The YouTube video is great. Like, it's really cute. I've seen him in concert at least three times. So, Oh, wow. I think the first time I really started to tune in was at Afropunk. I want to say either 2015 or 2016. Then I saw him... I want to say a couple of years later at Afropunk and I was like, oh, I'm seeing him again. It's actually a pretty good set. People were really into it. And I was like, this is really cool. And then last year I saw the Igor tour. I went by myself <laughs> and it was fun. It was great. It was, it, it was fun. I have friends who like him as well. Here's another act that I want to see. I'm going to go by myself and I'm going to have a great time. So I first heard of Tyler, the creator as when he was part of Odd Feature. <laughs> Did you ever listen to Odd Feature? I have. Have you oh seen my God. Uh, Loiter Squad on, oh gosh, you should watch that. It's hilarious. <laughs> How do you spell that? L-O-I-T-E-R. 
uh, loiter squad. Yeah, it was on. Um, I think it was Adult Swim. Is it Adult Swim? But it was like Jackass, but for them. Oh gosh. Okay. Yeah, and then like when I heard about Odd Future, one of my friends was, "We got to go see this show. They're they they're selling out like hotcakes." And then the tickets were sold out. And we couldn't we couldn't go. And my friend was so mad because she kept on looking at Craigslist, and the tickets were going at two hundred dollars per pop to oh like gosh. go see Odd Future because they were like that in demand during the time. But my my one artist that. The only artist I remember from Odd Future is Tyler, their creator. So it sounds like he's gone a long way since then. Yes. That is so funny. I hope you guys didn't pay $200. No, we did not. We couldn't. No way. No way. We could afford that at that time. So we're like, nah. we'll just like look at, listen to YouTube or whatever we can to hear more Odd Future <laughs> tracks. <laughs> but it sounds like a crazy show at that time too. Like oh. a crazy fun show. Yes. All right, what was your um, number one? Number one. Number one. And I had this as my wedding, you know, the walkout song. When you, mm-hmm. like, are done, you, you completed your nuptials, you make that kiss, bride and groom, and then you have the walkout song, is by an artist called The Postal Service. Oh. And the song is called Such Great Heights. So it is a song that... Um, I don't know, I just absolutely fell in love with it, with Ben Gibber's voice. The lyrics is just, it's just something I can always hear and to feel like, oh, Postal Service. And that's a band that the opposite, they only came out with one album. Mm-hmm. And the lead singer Ben Gibber is part of another band called Death Cab for Katie. Have you heard of them? Yep. Yes, yes. So we loved Death Cab for Katie as well. But that's a band that hasn't evolved because when we were, we were just listening to Tiny Desk music for Ben Gibbard and Death Cab for Keating, we're like, where, where is Ben Gibbard? What is he doing nowadays? And he hasn't really evolved, but I wish they would come out with a second version of the Pulse Service album. Just, just another album. I could definitely eat that up. Wow. I just, that just brings back so many memories of early, kind of early mid 2000s. Yes. Yes. And it was like the indie, but kind of tech. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, was Jenny Lewis in Postal Service? She may have like guest sang in one of the tracks. It's like a whole group there with like Rilo Kylie, yeah, Ben Postal Service, a genre in a broken moment social scene. in time. Yes, yes. One. I love broken social scene. Feist. Feist. Um, Very good. Very good. Yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh, that just brings me back. <laughs> <laughs> oh such great heights do you have any runner-up songs i have so many it's <laughs> my oh well, yeah one song that i didn't say uh, would be i guess my number two would be mariah carey's fly like a bird from emancipation of mimi i love that song it's no one has song. that voice no one yeah. has that voice. like you hear mariah, mariah carey you're like that's mariah carey yep and i've never seen her live in concert does she still perform? She did in Vegas. She had her own residency? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I, yeah, I had some friends who went, and I was like, I want to go. Hopefully when everything's over, she'll be touring. We'll see. But yeah, I would love to see her in concert. I would go with you with that. I would Yay! go see you with Carrie. Like- Vegas trip. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when it's safe. When it's safe. Yeah. Oh, my when God. It, of, of course, when it's safe. Okay, I have two more. Okay, 
you, the, you mentioned best you concert, but then I want to hear the most expensive concert, like the most expensive ticket that you have paid for a concert. I don't, I think I always cheap out. I think I don't, I don't think I ever shelled out that much for a show, but I'll, I'll, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Go, you go, you go. Yeah. Okay. So I guess most expensive ticket. Most expensive ticket. I think I paid, this was 2001. Two, I paid about $200 on Craigslist for a floor seat. Me and my friend Cindy, floor seat to go see NSYNC. Uh, celebrity tour. So this was after Pop Odyssey, which I paid to go see Pop Odyssey. Uh, and I paid like $65 and was like in the nosebleeds. Kind of, it was pretty close, but like the celebrity one, I was on the floor, which it was never been on the floor before. I was so excited of the San Diego sports arena. And, <laughs> and I was so excited and it was such a great show. And I still I remember it to this day. Because I, it was the most expensive. Like, I think I maxed out a credit card <laughs> paying for it for both our tickets. I had such a great time. I can't wait to tell Sam this. <laughs> Why? He would die. He would die hearing this. I'm glad it was worth it. I'm glad you got your 200 bucks. For it's so good. An amazing show. <laughs> a plus show. How close did you get? How close did you get? It was right in the middle. So I think it was really good because they like got to walk above us because at the time it was a stripped down show, but there was a lot of them platforms for them to walk around and see the audience from different areas. And I want to say the sports arena fits about 25 to 30,000 people. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sports. Yes. Yeah. Sports. Even though San Diego has a very complicated relationship with sports, (laughs) but yeah, it was it was great. I was just broke, didn't care, really wanted to see them again. And I had literally seen them like maybe six months before. And it was obviously like a farewell tour and it was very stripped down. They did a lot of covers, which was fun, mm. but it was clear that like they were basically saying goodbye and setting up Justin Timberlake to have his solo career. Who do you think was the best out of the NSYNC group? <sighs> JC Shazay. <laughs> Best voice? His Best voice. Look? Best dance? Um, his voice is great. I just feel like his songwriting's good. His voice is great. Maybe he should have worked with producers like Timberland, much like Justin Timberlake. I don't know. I feel like he he could be so much more. and But he is all that and more. And that's great, too. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Linda? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I Okay, so... I've never spent more than a hundred bucks to go see an artist, but I think now as I'm getting older and I have less tolerance for crowds, in the past five, six, seven years, I'm kind of like smaller music venues, more intimate setting with, with, you know, the band. Yeah. Um, I would, I would probably in the future pay big bucks to go see definitely Arcade Fire, Definitely Bonnie Bear. Those are some of the artists I can think of top of my head that I would like pay big bucks to get a closer intimate. If Childish Gambino come back on. Oh my tour, gosh. I would yes. definitely play more. If it has like an acoustic set, I'm like, yes, I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming to this private show. I'll pay, I'll pay big bucks for it. But I've, I've never spent more than hundred bucks for a show. So I don't, I don't think I have anything that qualifies. I guess some of the best experience I've had is one seeing, recently seeing a few years ago, 
Bonnie Bear. He had back-to-back shows at, in Red Hook at Pioneer Works. Have you been okay. to Pioneer Works? Oh, that sounds familiar. It sounds familiar, but I don't think so. Like, as a venue, I've never been there. I've just gone to Red Hook to eat barbecue and go to Ikea. <laughs> well, if there's ever an opportunity to go see a show at, in um, Pioneer Works, I highly recommend it. It's a beautiful, like, red brick with arches venue. The okay. acoustics were fantastic. And the way they set up the stage, it was just the right amount of people to get a nice view because I'm short. I'm going to stand behind someone tall all the time. So I had a great view of Bonnie Beer. I got closer to the stage. I got to hear all the songs I wanted during that time. And it was just, that was a fantastic show. That was a very memorable show. Like the last big memorable show I can remember. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, but I got a runner up song and I want to talk about it. Yes. The artist known as Robin. And yes. She has, she has this track called Dancing on My Own. And I've never heard of it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I was about to say, what? <laughs> <laughs> but it just like makes me feel good. If I'm really feeling a little like down, I'm like, I'm listening to Robin. She makes me feel good. And dancing on my own is just such poppy goodness. There's this if, if, if you look on YouTube, have you seen the YouTube video where they do a side-by-side where one of the cast members of SNL, I think his name is Terrence something. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's a split where he reenacts and does the whole dance of Dancing on My Own and in sync with Robin's solo choreography. And he perfectly in sync. It's hilarious. And it looks like a session where it's the writer's room in SNL and it looks Mm -hmm. like a really late, they have like really late night session and this is like their break. (laughs) Well, that's fun. I'm going to send you the video. It's just like made my day for many, many, many weeks. (laughs) Nice. Watching that video. (laughs) I like Robin. I like, yeah, I like her. I like her. I like her dance music concert. Best con like it's tough. I, I have so many good, memories and experiences of concerts um of course there was one that we went to when we went to uh which almost two years ago, no it was two years ago when phoenix did the uh the residency oh at brooklyn the steel phoenix show. Brooklyn that was Ball. such a great experience that was a good get because i've seen phoenix before but that was an even better show it's a more smaller venue and you really he like can man the stage and come out on the crowd in the crowd. That was fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. That was, uh, that was such an amazing experience. I was like blown away with the the setup. So it's like the little supermarket area. The telephone booth. Yeah. The telephone booth. Oh my gosh. So that's, that was some, that's some great footage that we got there. The, the, I felt like the crowd was pr- okay. They weren't like obnoxious, but then like they were, yeah, they were just fine. That was such a great experience. I would have to say my, maybe my number one concert experience so far, it's so tough. It really is. Um, seeing Bjork at Carnegie Hall in 2015. Is that the one? No, no actually that one was runner up. <laughs> <laughs> but seeing Cornucopia at last year, me and my friend Jordan went, it was such a great experience. It was so beautiful. But like Carnegie Hall, I've never been to Carnegie Hall. I think I've been, that's not true. I went to, <laughs> I went to a graduation in Carnegie Hall, but I've never seen like a concert. And so that was my first concert experience was seeing Bjork. I bet and, the acoustics there. Yeah, it was 
amazing. And, and like so many celebrities in the house, it was great. <laughs> it was, I think it was two nights. We had both, like that was when I saw that that was happening, had jumped on to try to pre-order or like do whatever I could that morning to get tickets. And I ended up getting four tickets. Like I got two pairs of tickets and I sold two pairs of tickets. We had such a great experience. It was really, really good. I miss shows. Me too. I <laughs> More music stories. Yeah. I don't know. Do you have a, uh, time for another question here? Yeah. Any uh, recent music that you've really been into? Any recent artists? Or it could be a song. I feel, yeah, I feel bad. I don't, there's no new artists that I've been into. It could be Partially old. because yeah. like, I don't know. I feel like that's when it comes in for me where I'm like, I feel old. I don't understand what people are listening to. Is, is everything new on TikTok? Because I'm not getting TikTok. I'm totally not getting into it either. <laughs> Yeah, that's where it's like, I feel like I'm that old person that's like, I'm set in my ways and I'm only going to listen to these like artists. Same, same. <laughs> if you do a cluster analysis, like only in these bubbles. <laughs> yeah. Don't have TikTok. It's like, <laughs> don't have TikTok, no new music. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Or any new artists? Yes. Okay. Kind of new, new old. So, so when Disney Plus released Hamilton, the original <laughs> cast a couple weeks ago on July 4th. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam and I watched it since it brought up Lynn Manuel yep. Miranda up another notch because I was like blown away. Like I could see why it blown up. Like Hamilton just went, got so big because the amazing cast, the production, the musical composition. So I've been listening to the soundtrack on Spotify quite frequently this past couple of weeks. <laughs> like uh, uh, the song called My Shot mm-hmm. from Hamilton is kind of like my pump up for a meeting song. So <laughs> 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 pump up was Hamilton's My Shot. <laughs> That's so great. Did you watch it? I did, yeah. I watched it the night that it came out. I might need to rewatch it because I think I fell asleep. It's long. It's a long yeah. Broadway. It's a long one. Yeah, I agree. Actually, it excites me to actually try to go see it in Broadway. Like, whenever that opportunity presents itself, I'll see it in Broadway as well. Yeah. Yeah, I hope it, it, there's an opportunity. I had a colleague actually see it earlier this year on some random weekend. Um, she went to buy, to inquire about tickets. She was like, oh, I don't think I'm going to get it, whatever. And this must have been like in February. Um, And she said that like one, she went to the box office and they were like, yeah, we have tickets available. And she bought them like right on the spot and saw it on like that Saturday. And I was like, that's cool. But yeah, yeah, that's definitely something that we need to see. We did the lottery for years and- You You got a better chance being struck by lightning than getting (sighs) the Hamilton lottery. Yeah. Um, but, but I think tickets will be favorable now. Yeah, because like now they have, um, they're, they're on tour. It, it's still going to be on Broadway for sure. On the list of many things. Once everything. Yeah. After a vaccine's here. Yeah. So <laughs> next year, we should definitely do another music catch up when things get better. It'll definitely change. The mood will definitely change. The artists might change. Maybe they won't. I want to. I want to go with you when you go to your, the next Afropunk festival. Do you think yeah. you'll go again? I will. 
I really like it. It's such a great experience. Very nice community. And I, I love it. And it's such a great place to see new acts. Well, this was a great episode. So thank you. Bye.